0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. At least in urban legend or at least cerita-cerita orang, most of rocker parts that are soft, right? XPDC's first single, C-I-N-T-A. Prior to the album, XPDC is one of the tightest Metallica cover bands in town. Uh, they play Funfairs, they play Creeping Death, they play right, right. Ride the Lightning, they play all this stuff. So actually, musically, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they're metal. Hence yeah. the virtuoso-ness. Yeah. for the market, they dumb down. Yes, uh, yes. So I can see that, yeah. They have to, to mm. sell, so it's just... Doom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, senang, but actually they're very very tight musicians so yeah so yeah so you can find the odd in an album of 10 songs four ballads but oh. six of their real selves but they get popular
1: with the four ballads most yeah. of the time yeah. ah. but even the chord spoon is not the standard chord progression yeah. of western yeah. rock it's something yeah. else there's yeah. a lot of g sharps mm. a lot of d sharps thrown in there it's really uh, weird uh, like yeah. sejati just look at chords for sejati is like the combinations are very un-Western like lah. Yeah, correct. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although can we argue that they songs made by Anase
1: mostly? Yeah, so that's right yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Saari Amri and Anase. Ah, the so they're
0: not rockers, right? But they know how to make a rock song yeah. for rockers. La. It should be a part of the discussion actually. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: BFM 89.9, you're listening to me, Ahmad Fuad Rahma, and this is Night School, the show that explores theories, concepts, and society. Today, we're going to have another installment of what we're calling the Trying Game. Trying Game because what we do is to try to find English equivalent to Malay words. We are doing the third installment of the Trying Game, but... The special Rock Kappa edition. And with us to do that are Ali Johan of the Madi Confluence, uh, musical companion. And of course, our regular producer, Hanif Baruddin. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, before we start, why don't we explain what Rock kappa is?
0: That itself is a film <laughs> to explain, right?
1: <laughs> because, you know, I was I remember being in the States and I had friends who were curious about, you know, our music. Mm. And I remember this moment when I couldn't quite explain what Rock kappa is. You know, and I said, uh, the two examples I gave were, uh, you know, rock kappa is a very distinct Malay-sounding rock and the closest sound you can think of in mainstream rock would be uh, Still Loving You by Scorpions. Yes. It's very malayu sounding and of Deep Purple Soldier of Fortune. Uh-huh. Also very malayu sounding But that's just scratching the surface because we got our own sound too, right?
0: Yeah. And so how would you describe it?
1: I wouldn't know, actually, but I'm just looking
0: at these two words, rock and kappa. So in... Rock music, they say your guitar is an axe, right? Ah, uh, yes. 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 That's where I thought it came from. I la. think so too, yeah. But yeah. then, every rock music pakai guitar. Yes. okay. And so, you know, but it doesn't mean that every type of rock music is rock kapak, right? Rock kapak Correct. is specified to this ballady, late 80s, yes. early 90s sound. Yes. And I think bands that come to mind are like Japanese band Loudness. They sort of brought this rock kapak thing yes. over. Yes. And... They look, you know, yeah,
2: because you tengok Mama Rock Kapak, you can tell he's about yes. Rock Kapak. Yes. Yeah. But is there a difference between Rock Kapak and Rock Jiwang? Because I'm trying to think of like, say for example, like, let's pick a, a banner uh, Wings, right? Yeah. So you have the ballad hits, your Tamarashila Utama, your hmm. yeah, mim- uh. but at the same time, you also have uh, Oprah Hidup, Rangi Metropolis, and also Hukum Karma, right? And these are two different types of songs, right? If you think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I feel that the legacy is in the jiwangness. Yeah. I feel that that's the song that somehow became mainstream, right? In, yeah. in a way where Hukong Karma is a popular song, but it's not Sejati, yes. right? Sejati has, or Diambang for example, right? Yeah. The, from Samilu, right? So th- those songs have sort of echoed through history because they, I think, resonate with the longer standing Malay sentimental sound, which that's was right. even there before them, right? So they gave a rock spin to that to that already established kind mm. of sound.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. The hardest sounds is for the hardcore fans normally, right? Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and they don't necessarily love songs per se, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, precisely. So the ballads win you awards, right? So that's where you you make your name for yourself and all yes. of these things. So that is, I think, to answer your question, that's the Ji Wang side of a rock kapak. La. I think the rock kapak in a rock band is still the upbeat songs, I think. Yeah, I, I would say
1: like, so. But now let me ask you this question in what way is it rock, right? Because when we think of rock, it's always, you know, it's always associated with sex and drugs, right? And there's always a protest element, right? But Malay rock tends to be kind of nice, you know? So the opening line for hukum karma is, (laughs) I mean, the opening line is telling you to listen to your old folks, right? So you don't have, you know, like Twisted Sister, when you're like, we're not gonna take it. Yep. Isn't quite there in Malay rock, right? So, how is it protest? Uh, I think the previous bands that didn't really have many hits,
0: like Left Handed, for example, uh, were harder. Yes, yes. Sure, the single "Terlegi too, not that hard lah yeah, compared yeah. to the other songs, right? "Search and Wings" for me told that line very well. So they know how to even from the first record, they already know that they wouldn't be all-out hard rock. Mm -hmm. And this is probably through their time being hard rock bands in pubs before Mm, they got a record deal. So I think with the record deal, they always have to mix it up with not just ballads, but also hard songs with very positive lyrics.
1: Yeah, yeah. or, you know, Surviving Through Life. You know, there's a lot of, like, songs about getting over hardship more than just, like, you know taking over and conquering, like, things or women or whatever, which is more (laughs) emblematic of Western rock, you know.
0: And that turned, I think, in the early 90s when, it's funny, right, they've stabilised as a rock band, they've made their riches, and then they start singing love songs, breakup songs. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, probably there's not much struggle
2: anymore. I Possibly. Suppose. yeah. Possibly. And their rockness, I think, uh, comes mostly from their image as well. I think it's mostly about embodying that image yeah. of a rock star, right? Long hair, yeah. uh, you know. And
1: long hair was a problem, right? Because Tokmat had this live ceremony where Awi and Amy had to have their hairs cut because yeah. they were not obeying the, the kind of code, I guess. Yeah, the and that's code when
0: at Rock Apart died. La.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Symbolically, lah. <laughs> Symbolically, <laughs> but it was already close to the mid '90s at that point. So rock overall was dying at that point, right? It was the transition to alternative, quote unquote. That's right. But how about this other term, rock lele? Yeah,
0: that's ballads. <laughs> as well. That's ballads, right?
1: That's like the most very melancholic, sentimental ballads, right? Where they're pretty much killing themselves trying to sing those songs,
0: <laughs> right? And also, no, <laughs> it's so sad that you makes your eye mata meleleh. Yes, yes. So these are the examples that I mean when bands turn the corner, yes. they don't struggle anymore. They know that the rawest nerve <laughs> to a Malay listener is breakup. Yes. Or yes. or love in general,
1: right? Yeah. cinta and all that.
2: So We're very Shahdu, very lah to <laughs> yeah. The songs are very <laughs>
1: those two. <laughs> shahdu is one of the list. Uh, what, oh, it's on the list by the way. But I mean, go
2: on.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but Shahdu is it, right? Yep. So so let's start with that term. How do you describe Shahdu? What's the closest English equivalent?
2: Melancholic. Mm.
0: Melancholic. Shahdu. Yeah. There's a certain
1: upness to it, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes. not necessarily sad, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily... I mean, Mahliga Shahdu is a song. Yeah, the right? famous Hattan song. Hattan song, yes. Mm. But it's not really melancholic castle, is it? I don't know.
0: I feel like, you know, to put a voice to the word, Sam
1: Cooke has a Shahdu voice to okay, me. okay. So not necessarily just... Hatan. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of <laughs> like uh, transcendent, is it, Shahadu?
2: Um Definitely is sadness there. Tapi is there's a bit of hope in there. Yeah, really? I would say I, that. I yeah. always feel like Shahadu is always a bit moody and reflective. And, right. Okay. And whenever you whenever you think of Shahdu, you always think of like, oh, ah, uh, this is a sad moment. And actually, it's sadness amplified by five la, not ten, but five. Mm. Yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. right, right. So sentimental, kind of like. Sentimental. Yeah, sentimental in a way. Yeah. 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 I would say that Tutuk yeah. Mata la. <laughs> mata. Because you can feel shahdu like remembering a nice memory or something. I guess you can. Uh, can you?
2: I think it's okay, solemn. Solemn. All solemn right. Solemn right. is shahdu, all right. Yeah, yeah. I think okay, okay.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a bit more say.
2: like serious and at the same time are like, reflective like are like, moody like.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. No, I think so. I think so. You're right. Solemn, You're right. yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not all out sad but it's border sad, but not quite lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So many ways to be sad if you're Malay, <laughs> it
3: seems like.
1: <laughs> Great, <laughs> eh. Great All You
3: right,
0: don't this, use these I'll terms <laughs> often, right? Shadu, like you don't tell someone, that's shadow, shadu lah sekarang, eh. but
1: Yeah, yeah. Google Translate isn't registering it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> not a word in its <laughs> algorithm. Nice. The other word is gersang. Gursang, <laughs> the
0: band led by Mumbai. Hey, really? Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before yeah. Mumbai, was Gursang. Uh, but it, this
1: means, I mean, is it just me or does it have an erotic connotation? It does. It does. Right, right. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and it's typically like to indicate somebody deprived, isn't it? Yeah. That, that would be... And also in the mood. Oh, in the mood too, really? Mm. I feel oh, okay, so. Okay.
2: I mean, at least I've heard it being used that way.
1: Ah, mm. yes, yes. Deprived and wanting, sort of, right? Mm. Yeah.
2: Deprived is, is a more uh, diplomatic term these days. I think there's <laughs> another term I think that's a bit more crude yeah. <laughs> that we can use to describe it.
1: Oh, so you're sort of like stimulated, is it, Gersang? Yeah, also. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Again, the many layers of
0: feelings <laughs> like, if you're a Malay, right? When <laughs> because you're Gersang, you can be in the mood, you can also be mildly stimulated, tapida Gersang, I feel like. That's <laughs>
1: because Gersang, the dictionary definition is dry. Isn't oh. It?
2: Yes, uh, if you're referring to um, Tanah Yang Tanah sang. Sang, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So no, desert, think, things like that.
1: So I think it, it's sort of, and in the case of Rock Kappa it's always erotic. Lah. I mean, they're not singing about like barren land, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
2: Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, okay. <laughs> but how did that band get away with a name like that
1: though? Uh, that was the early 80s, maybe they're just more yeah, open
2: maybe at the
0: time. And it doesn't sound offensive, I feel.
2: I think these days it might be a bit more sensitive. Because
0: we are aware, right? But mm. I think if you went with that, the, you know, a dry land, yeah, you know, oasis or whatever. I mean,
2: like the desert. Yeah. The more literal definition of it. La.
0: Yeah, because bands in the 80s had really, really cool band names too, right? And, you know, you wonder how some of them were coined.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, I'm sure there were subcultural references that resonated only at that time that right. they knew yeah, that I sort of faded so. by now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the time, I wonder how much of it had to do with Mona Gersang, who was uh, a character in a very popular pulp novel, an erotic pulp novel, very much like the Che Soraya of our time.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And it's, now it's very hard to find any Mona Gersang pulp novels anymore because I can only find this reference in like papers that were talking about the climate of literature at the time. So they were often talked about how Mona Gersang was being passed around as this sort of illicit material. Right. right. But now, I mean, for our time, Chegu Soraya comes closest, right? So I wonder if there's a reference there in the early that 80s, late 70s. You know, right? erotic yeah. Malay literature yeah. and yeah. rock kapa, yeah. hand in hand. That's true. <laughs> that's mm, true. Mm-hmm. But everything has to be so indirect and coded, right? I yeah. Think that's that's <laughs> part of the, the art. The art is how can you convey the passions without being literal
0: oh yeah Yeah, yeah. oh yeah i mean speaking of that the lyrics of fantasia bulan madu comes to mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think when i was singing it at nine years old i didn't know what it means it's so well strung together these emotions right but when you grow older and you're thinking about what well the supposed couple are getting up to in this song it's quite out there yeah yeah. But that's the beauty of Malay literature. Yeah. You <laughs> you beautify it, you know. Chante.
2: Yeah. Ambang yeah. yeah. Wati is another
1: one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've heard the uh,
2: Not too sure about it because uh, Is that an
1: analogy to something?
2: <laughs> yeah. What? I've heard i heard it I heard somebody <laughs> mention that it's an analogy to something, but nice. at the same time, um I was just because I was just listening to it the other day and I saw somebody commented on YouTube saying that it's also a bit more spiritual in nature. Oh, okay. yeah, so, so no, there's, Panji,
1: Sejahtera... Ambang is the gateway. Wati is a contentious word, isn't it?
2: Mm, you found out mistaken? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, sexually contentious, that's <laughs> what I thought. Oh. But um, yeah, it's very risque. And I remember singing karaoke to it like at 14 or 15 because it was from Sembilu, right? But yeah, like you said, you don't know what's going on because it's just a popular song. But Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the joy, I guess, of getting away with it, right? <laughs> because there's so much like makna right? Or indirect meaning the other word is are you are you are you it's not cute is it no it's not cute
0: yeah it's sweet sweet yeah sweet, sweet, sweet yeah it's that kind of very understated beauty
1: ah yes yeah. yes yes
0: girl next door kind of beauty is it i suppose to a degree but not entirely yes mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that. some are you girls can be regal too right they can look you know a million dollars
1: oh okay okay so, yeah.
2: But they're usually maybe a bit down to earth, I guess. Dimeo? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. And she supplied inspiration for thousands of songs. That's Alice for Ayu. sure. Yeah. That's for
0: sure. And, you know, yeah. Everything from Rock Kappa to even
1: uh, VE. Yeah. R&B band. <laughs> That's true. That's true. One of the things that stand out in Rock Kappa is the Goddess Mystery team. Oh, yeah. 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 So, there's a song by Mega. Mm -hmm. It's about the goddess mystery. But if you think about how often these women would be encountered in dreams, how often these women would be encountered in fantasies, I think it's quite interesting that, again, I'm contrasting it with the Western ethos of rock, especially in the 80s, right, where it was always about access and abundance. You know, like, before hip-hop bling culture, there was basically hair metal culture, right? Or hair rock band culture, where there would be all these like, you know, uh, Motley Crue, girls, 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 right? All of that. Whereas, you know, here is in Malaysia, a whole genre that adopts the sound, but doesn't adopt, obviously it couldn't, right? For censorship reasons, but Mm. it tries to make do with not being able to adopt that motif, right? Where Mm. women were just treated like objects. Whereas in Malay context, they were often transcendent or invisible Mm. or mysterious, Mm. you know, or are you? right? That's as far as you can go, you know, you can't yeah. really, and when you have to talk about it in an erotic sense, it would be very symbolic, right. you
0: know. I think in that context, maybe because of the suppression that we go through growing up, right? We yeah. can't actually, um, I mean, even in a story to tell, there's very rare that you say, you bump into a girl at a bus stop, and you strike up a conversation, and then get to know each other Yeah. Um, as easily as you would do in the West, Yeah. Yeah. right? Over here, you just Look and like, yep.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then
0: she becomes the goddess mystery
1: because yes. you wonder, hey, yes. mana? where is she from? Uh, <laughs> because you can't have direct contact or direct conversation. Right? Not easily, la. not easily. Yeah. yeah.
0: So a lot of, of these mud rocks, uh, I suppose, have these conversations in their minds, Hanif. What do you think?
2: <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, is it because by nature we're a bit reserved and shy? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I suppose. But I mean, now you see there is less of that mystery because modern society can actually be civil and have a conversation with each other mm. in a, a the piazza and somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, because scholarship
2: back then was quite complicated, right? I yeah, so, so so I guess maybe it's it's the romanticisation of. I this know, but whole... does it
0: really just exist in the rock <laughs> sense? Like <Mark> rock always <laughs> tak berani nak yes. talk up a girl and then in their minds, oh man, mysterious. Yeah, maybe yeah. this is
2: the Mark rock yang dalam hati
0: yeah, and we oh. all have tamans in our hatis, right? <laughs> but it's different now, that's what I mean. And it's probably because, I mean, I wouldn't say it's probably because, I think it might be appearance, you know, mud rocks tend to be a little more out there in terms of their dress sense.
1: Yeah, but you got to see as well that the rockers or those who became rockers were not necessarily from KL. Right? Yeah. So a lot of them migrated from the smaller towns, from the kampongs. And then they are kind of thrown into uh, KL at time, which was really new and developing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, KL is a young city too
3: mm-hmm.
1: and expanding. So I think a lot of it might have to do with just that jarring experience of coming from humble beginnings into this like unknown urban world and then having to kind of find a partner. Yeah, right? It could be that, just like, the confusion of that, of the, all of that, right, so, <laughs> and every girl you see is so mysterious, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the world was also mysterious yeah, for that also, time, right, yeah. so a uh, brave new world, to come so to, so, a lot of them came from Johor and Pahang, right, mm. I think Amy says it's from Pahang, if I'm not uh, mistaken, Amy's from Johor, actually. oh, Johor, ah, right, yeah. right, yeah, so, mm. I think a lot of it has to do, with, but the industry, as far as I know, was in KL. I don't know if there was, a different center. Maybe not not Penang. I don't think rock. Yeah, they're probably pockets of pockets. little scenes, right? Yeah. But the attention has always been here. Right, right. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's take a break. We're going through the Malay rock lexicon terms from <laughs> popular songs that have, you know, resonated in our language in this edition of The Trying Game. Joining us are Ali Johan and Hanif Baharuddin. I'm Ahmad Fa'at I'll be right back after this on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Night School and this is another edition of The Trying Game where we find English equivalents of Malay words. Just to enjoy the gaps in translations or the different worlds that are revealed in the comparisons and doing that with us this week are Ali Johan and Hanif Baridin, familiar names here at BFM. And we are going through the words that have resonated Mostly or largely with the help of rock kappa, a very distinct local genre of rock. And the first part of the show, uh, we talked about the genre a little bit. And as we went through words such as ayu, shahdu, and gersang, we also managed to reflect a little bit about this genre and appreciate it more. Now, I'm thinking about back then, right? Now, late 70s, early 80s, how much of a different world it was for musicians especially as they're picking up these instruments for the first time right nowadays we have youtube tutorials or in the 90s we had these guitar stores that offered lessons you just pay them weekly but back then what did you do say if you're somebody in a small town let's say from Raup or Kuantan and you want to be a rock star right you got to find a guitar you got to find somebody to teach you I mean it must have been difficult back then
0: i bet it was and you know this was a time when a lot of letters were being written as well across the world so maybe this (laughs) is one of the ways that information went through they buy magazines through post so guitar magazines have tabs you gotta just go find a guitar kaput first yes that's normally how we go through it right yeah but i can tell the uphill task to you know get to this yeah most of the bands that became big were pub bands here first Mm. Almost like a baptism of fire, rite of passage type thing, right? Yeah. Search did a lot of Hard Rock Cafe in
1: the late, uh, early 80s before they bloomed with their own records. Yeah, and of course, fun fairs were where they would perform often. Fun fair, right? which yeah.
0: was a thing, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: before be- malls, we went to fun fairs. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To catch
0: XPDC, for yeah. example.
1: Or just to have fun, because back then, where would you go? There were not many malls or just go to, you know, Shah Alam would have fun fairs on and off a lot. But, you know, in the 90s, too, if you were trying to get familiar with this world, you would listen to alternative rock. And they would be mostly, well, if you're playing Nirvana, for example, a lot of it are power chords. But rock was a lot more complicated in the 1970s. Oh, yeah. You know, so you had to learn fingering and styles that were not easy to copy, you know, because the sort of power chord thing became popular in the 90s, right? Of course, there was punk, but punk was never that big, like alternative a grunge became yeah. right and that was what influenced the middle classes here who end up taking up these instruments right so uh yeah shout out to our Malay rockers you know for like you know paving the way I
2: guess
0: yeah there's you know. some some of the most virtuosic musicians out there Haneva.
2: probably if you, I mean, yeah. if you listen to their solos especially yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the well. solos <laughs> yeah <the> solos <laughs> or something yeah or I mean, I don't know if it's a good benchmark to judge them uh, on. La, but I feel like their solos are quite competitive. You know, if you want to say compared to Western bands. Yeah. Maybe not so much the riffs. La, but the solos are definitely on point and And reflect the whole, uh, what do you call this? The jiwangness and the kapatness of of yeah. the songs, right? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Malerite, very Shahdu. <laughs> okay, so
1: let's go with that word. Because two of the words that are in the list are Jiwang and Malerite. Let's start with Jiwang first. Like, what would you say? is the closest English word to Jiwang. Sappy. Sappy, yeah.
2: Sappy to describe the music, right? Mm. Sappy. Or the mood. Yeah. I was thinking of emo, but I don't know if the emo is accurate, especially because emo is also quite contentious, right? I mean, it's being used to define a genre. It's yeah, being that's used right. to define a mood. It's used mm. to being defined a subculture, in fact, right? Mm. Yeah.
1: I would say it's a kind of emo, and it's a sappy kind of emo. Right. Like uh, Very sentimental. But I would say that the body must ache. Mm. When it comes to mm. Ji Wang. You're broken. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there must be a part of your body that's not quite right, like something uh. in your gut that's pierced or something. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, feeling is one thing, but Ji Wang says that you're feeling it in the body somewhere.
2: Really? Yeah. Because I yeah. feel yeah. like I mean for me, I feel like when I'm in a Ji Wang mood, I'm not necessarily in pain, but I'm more in the mood to be melancholic and a bit more mellow.
1: Yeah. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> but I thought mellow was Shahadu. I thought Shahadu was mellow, right? Yeah. I thought we agreed on solemn just now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, solemn and mellow mean, quite close. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, but there is a difference in. Because Ji Wang is a bit more. And Ji Wang and like Shadu
0: and are different, right? Yes, Jiwang yes, and Shadu yes. are yeah. different. So I think I would give it a lyrical context. Lah. When Malay rock bands sing Ji Wang songs, they mostly break up, mm. unrequited love. You find out a girl that you're into is dating somebody else, or they don't respond to your letters. Yes. Yep. You know. So. That's emo, right? That's so totally modern-day blue ticking almost. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, Jiwang Rock foreshadowed what would become today blue (laughs) (laughs) ticking. Oh, that's cool. But but you're right. In those cases, it's not Shahdu anymore. At that point, it's Jiwang. Yeah. Yeah. So you're broken. Up a notch. Because you expect
0: a response or, you know, some kind of thing to happen. And it doesn't. So the songs come through and, like, you know... In the lyrics, you can tell this guy is just Ji Wang gila.
2: But, okay, positive love songs like Fantasia Bulan Madu, which celebrates mm. love, right? Okay, to sort of okay. There's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. That's Ji, Ji, also yeah. Ji Wang
1: 2, right? you're right, you're right, yeah. You mm. can be upbeat and Ji Wang in a sense, right? Mm. Um, but you're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I would say by and large, I would say 80% of the time, it is heartbreak. It seems like conveyed mostly through heartbreak, mm. it feels like, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, maybe if we can break it into two streams right right heartbreak songs are jiwang yang Malele. yes yes tapi the lovey-dovey songs is jiwang just more generically jiwang mm. yeah yeah
2: because right. i think uh, before people started using jiwang they use feeling <laughs> i think yeah,
0: so i yeah. think la. oh man that's the 90s right yeah
1: yeah and one thing about jiwang the jiwang genre is that there's always like a name of a girl somewhere so azura yeah, yeah. isabella <laughs> yeah yes. Right? Laila Kumunanti, or something like that. I forgot. Uh, the like, Atas,
0: right? And they're all yeah. good songs. They're good songs. Especially yeah. when there's a girl's name in there, you bet it's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. I can't find an equivalent because Ella, as far as I know, has not sung about a guy. and doesn't have a song named after a dude. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. So it's, it's a masculine thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah. yeah. And obviously, there are lo- love songs with Ella, Shima, yeah and all these other ladies. But yeah, there was never, um, yeah, there was never an Abdul somewhere, right? Yeah.
1: Like longing for an Abdul. Sometime. Yeah, or Mamat or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe it's more of a it's more of a male thing to put, you know, a woman on a pedestal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true too. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Yeah.
2: So Ji Wang is, I guess,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Oh, wait, No, wait, I know. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Go I for think. It. I think some. Mud Rocks Have a goddess mystery An unnamed Goddess mystery But some Mud Rocks Get to know their name Yes And hence uh, You have Mystery Mimpi yes. Tamarashi Tamarash Dah utama ke ke kan. So yeah Some girls you know The names of And some you don't
1: Yeah But even when the ones You do You're not really with Yeah You're still Yearning for her now, yeah. But you, you've made that Step forward <laughs> la, That's an upgrade <laughs> In that you get to know her name, <laughs> oh, right? Man. And uh yeah, but one of the things that comes along with a lot of these jiwang moments is screaming. Mm. You're screaming her name. That's why I feel like there's something of the body being moved in there, right? Like because you're screaming, and usually like Tamarashi Tama, dao the ending, the scream goes on for quite a bit, you know. So yeah, there's pain in there. But you're right. I, I think you're right. Like in that, there are many cases of Ji Wang that doesn't require that. Yeah, so. The other word is of course Malay. Mm. Which is typically described as a style that comes with with like the show, right? Mm. The show of Malay rockness. Mm. How would you describe that?
0: Draggy? Yeah. These Jiwang songs tend to be more than four minutes long. Yes, right? a lot of and them. Yeah. Like how many times they repeat the chorus, come back to the bridge, get back into the chorus for, you know, an epic ending. So this is the Millirit bits. are. Huh? like it's never ending. I feel yeah. Yeah. never ending is probably the word. Yeah, for or me. there are many
1: parts. So for I I'm just thinking of Tamaraj Daw Tamula since you mentioned <laughs> yeah. that song, there are many, many parts, you know, there's the beginning yeah. and then Yeah. The stuff.
2: intro alone is I think one minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have a
1: lot of stairway to
2: heavens.
1: Like in Western rock, there's stairway to heaven and there's everything else. <laughs> but here we have a lot of we have a few of stairway to heavens. Like, yeah. like this different parts, you know, songs with like five or six parts. Yeah,
0: I mean our types so, of Hotel California's. These are all very lengthy yeah. rock ballads, and it's quite interesting, right? Um, back in the day when you could write these long songs and it would still be picked up by radio stations, yeah, yeah, because they're such big hits,
2: you cannot escape them. But mm. you got to spend a good six minutes to get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even these days, they tend to cut off the swallow part. Which yeah, is
1: annoying yeah. They me. do. Mm. Isabella was quite long too, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's about five plus. Yeah. Not at BFM. though. we play everything
1: <laughs> in full? Uh, next word is teringin. Teringin, longing. Yeah, longing. i would say. Oh, yeah, longing. Longing, yeah. Mm? yeah, again, we keep coming back to this, like yearning, feeling deprived. Yeah, longing. So mainly love yeah. theme, right? In this yeah. Malay rock. But sphere. it's love, but it's never like achieved. Mm. or not never but rarely achieved <laughs> right. right. so it's a lot of like hopeless romanticism mm. it's a hopelessness it's yeah. longing coming out of kind of hopelessness also kind of defeatist yeah
0: low self-esteem yeah. <laughs> but not the punk rock kind of low self-esteem right which is uh, like punk rock low self-esteem is much more teenage type you know, you're shy, you have you get the courage to go up to talk to right. this girl you right. meet in school or something. And the tempo is different too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's something, uh, there's a certain kind of irony in that sort of presentation, right? Yeah, because you see
0: the defeat in a man, if you can make an example like that, in emo rock as well. Yes. But there's always more of a, like you said, tak mm-hmm, kesampaian
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Malay rock.
2: So, why is that though? Why is that? Are we trying to manage our expectations <laughs> something? <laughs> what, 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 what?
1: Then it goes back to why are we trying so hard to manage our expectations, right? That's sort of the, the, the returning question. I don't know. I feel that modernization really changed gender relations in the Malay context very, mm. very drastically where a lot of the onus to initiate things maybe suddenly fell on men in ways that were not quite there before because again i'm being very speculative but i can think of how courtship prior to all that was largely negotiated through families Mm. rather than individuals Mm. even
0: in the early 80s
1: yeah even to today actually in a lot of cases although Mm. now the couple know each other before the family for the longest time a lot of the communication would occur across families right and then you have a new urban culture emerging where you have to think of yourself as individuals first Right, courtship becomes a bit weird at that point, right? You mm-hmm. no longer have your parents speaking for you. You have to speak for yourself, mm-hmm. and given that, it's best to have expectations low as possible. That you're probably gonna fail, but why don't you give it a go anyway?
0: Yeah, so, you're <laughs> <in aja> <laughs> so you're in, is
2: So you're in trying in mode in quite drastic. <laughs> but then, you, then you also have songs like. UK's which also assumes that like, oh I have you know options now and I'm confused. Yeah. And but that's we quite were... rare though. That that kind of yeah, position. Yeah. It's quite rare. That's yeah. the
0: first time you position yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's In... so shocked he's sad and that's right. that's what happens. In Malay yeah. Rock that I actually have options.
0: And you know, prior to that it's always been about that one target that you can never yeah.
1: And that name, that transcendental name, right? We don't know her father's name. not know name first name to Oh, that's name, something like that. <laughs> but Ali, tell me this, like, we had upbeat moments in pop culture, right? Like Pop yeah yeah, for example. That's right. You had like, oh, Aziza, you had those songs where they're actually flirting. Yeah. Right? You know, in Malay style, I'm still kind of distance and moderated, but still more upbeat. But why didn't the upbeat spirit last? Why did the melancholic spirit last?
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. That's a good question. I think that melancholic spirit had always been present, even with the upbeat things that mm, were happening with pop mm-hmm. year. Ye. They were slow pop year, Ye, sappy, sappy, yeah, jiuang yeah. pop years Ye too, right? And yeah, yeah, it was just the aggression I feel of rock music that turned many people off, I mm-hmm, suppose. Mm-hmm. But rock bands still had to make the dough. Yeah. So yeah. you go with the soft root and you see, I think in Western worlds, you see bands like Scorpions, Guns and Roses, doing soft rock as well, and you know, to good effect. So yeah, yeah. that's probably it. Whereas the upbeatness of Pop Ye Ye wasn't really subversive, Yeah, I feel. Yeah, It's really easy to dance to, a lot of Britishness in it as well, a mm-hmm, lot of, mm-hmm. so that post-colonial type thing, right? Rock music in general is already, I think, frowned upon. Yeah. But here's a mud rock who has feelings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's run with that, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's, you know, it's not
2: about the look, ma. Yeah, it's about yeah. his heart. It's yes. heart yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's also, uh, what do you call this? Um, it's also a response towards the demand, right? The demand for it. The market probably demands rock jiwang songs more than like, proper rock songs? Mm, I wouldn't say so.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess with a certain success, they found that that was a good formula. But as a rock band, I think they still produce a lot more upbeat songs,
1: right? But In volume, just sheer volume, there are more upbeat songs I out I feel there. so. Yeah, yeah, I would right? say so. But the ones that became celebrated mm. are the sad ones. Mm. Yeah. But I think it goes back to why, why, why is it that we end up celebrating those songs, right? Year in, year out. Yeah, right? so I think
0: it's more relatable in a pop sense. Whereas these rock songs need a bit of knowledge for you to be into yeah. i suppose yeah. uh, for the average joe yeah right and it's overwhelming if you see big hair guys in a singlet tight pants and then you know you're supposed to if you and if you put that image away and you listen to their biggest ballads you wouldn't think that of them yeah you know you're just listening to how well he controls his voice that's uh, true how well the
1: music is written
0: right
2: mm.
1: yeah and I think you got to think about the 80s as this point of history where the pressure for Malay men was to be corporate, was to be disciplined, yeah. to be hardworking. And the rock image was contrary to that. Yeah, right. Yeah. These because, are total outcasts. Yeah, this is total outcasts. Because at that time, the pressure was to be Melayu Baru, right? Yeah. So there was whole this, like, orang kaya baru was the pressure, mm-hmm. right? You're supposed to ride that wave of capitalism and development and consumerism, right? But here are these young men who migrated in search of greener pastures, but refused to play that game. And instead, you know, became rockers, right? Yeah, yeah. it's
0: a tough game simply because the entire look that you adopted, right? These days, I bet you they're rockers, but they don't look near as out there, brutal, flamboyant as yeah, the 80s yeah. rockers. They had the entire works going on, right? So, yeah. maintenance tinggi, everything has to be on point, almost. Yeah. So to go against the grain at the time, I think meant a lot more. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And to think of how long it lasted too as a genre, right? We take it for granted that, you know, genres come and go, but some go by really fast, Mm -hmm. but some have staying power, you know? And I would say if you look at Malay rock, we're looking at late 70s till mid 90s. And for a genre, that's pretty impressive, you know, especially for a relatively undeveloped popular culture where everything was just... Being tried out for the first time, you know. True.
0: Safe to say, you never run out of rock Jiwang songs to sing in a karaoke session, Yes, right? yes. That's how <laughs> big the body of work is yeah. and the influence to us. I suppose Malay mainly. Yeah. But some songs transcend the race barrier as well. Yeah. You know, search yeah. and all of that. No, yeah. just search probably. I don't know about so the to other To extend wings, wings as well. to an yeah. extent.
1: Now I'm suddenly thinking about how in the 80s, you had the anti-Dada, massive anti-Dada campaigns. And unfortunately, some of the people who were vilified for a lot of drug usage were Malay rockers, right? Yeah. I mean, Jama Abdullah, for example, yeah. right? Unfortunately, notorious mm-hmm. for having that reputation, right? claims mm-hmm. um, uh, frontman. Salim. 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 Salim well. Until recently, unfortunately, right? I yeah. think, Yeah. So I think maybe we have to do a separate conversation on the legacy of Malay Rock, come to think of it, right? Because there's so much that is not really explored, given how significant and long-lasting it was for our culture. But, you know, unfortunately, we have to stop the trying game for today. But plenty of discoveries along the way became more about Malay Rock than the words. (laughs) But I think it helped inform one another, right? The keywords inform the genre, and genre inform keywords. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, Mm. any concluding thoughts for a wrap-up about Malay Rock? takeaway for me
0: is I've been listening to all these tunes growing up without really knowing the context to these words and you know discussing these terms it gives yeah. you a new context to the bands that you thought were you know it changes my mind a bit about, <laughs> about a lot of things and it's great because at the end of the day they looked crummy they
2: sounded good and they used good language Yeah, yeah mm. that's true I came to it pretty late I think less than 10 years ago To be fair And yeah I'm beginning to like Discover all this Like you know The sound The lyrics And everything And I'm pretty much Enjoying it so far
1: Yeah yeah. I think it's very Distinct Like in terms As as far as the rock family goes It owned the genre and made it its own That's right Right so plenty to explore there well thanks again Ali Hanif uh, thanks, another edition you. for The Trying Game I'm, I'm Ahmad Fahd be sure to email the show if you have any questions or comments gmail.com. look us up on Facebook as well or download our app at the Apple App Store and the Google Play this is Night School on BFM 89.9 The Business Station